I'm Kevin Power, and this is Sascapes, the podcast featuring stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. Welcome to episode 84 of Sascapes. This episode is sponsored by Sass Culture. To learn more about Sass Culture, visit sasculture.ca and iheartculture.ca. And as always, many thanks to the tremendous support from the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sport, Culture, and Recreation. Okay, ask yourself this How am I involved in my community? Volunteerism, boards, city councils, nonprofits, the arts, those are just some of the ways we find ourselves participating. Now imagine what it must be like for a newcomer arriving in Saskatchewan from, say, Syria, Ethiopia, the Philippines, so many more countries. The challenge of perhaps learning a new language, adapting to a new climate, especially winter, and geography, well, the basis of establishing oneself in ways that many of us take for granted. It must be overwhelming at times. That's where organizations like newcomer centers, multicultural councils, open-door societies, and many others play an important role. INVOLVE. That's an acronym for Integrating Newcomers with Volunteer Opportunities to Add Leadership Through Education. That's the initiative which began with the combined efforts of the Multicultural Council of Saskatchewan, SAS Culture, the Regina Open Door Society, and has partnered with the Saskatchewan Association of Immigrant Settlements and Integration Agencies. The facilitator training program ready selected participants from local community organizations to integrate INVOLVE. In turn, their newcomers have opportunities where they can begin to contribute to their communities and have their voices heard. My guests are members from EMCOS, that's the Multicultural Council of Saskatchewan, SAS Culture, RODS, that's the Regina Open Door Society, and the City of Yorkton, with whom I spoke over a period of a week in various surroundings, some in person at conferences and others by telephone. So that's why the sound is always slightly different with every conversation. But in all cases, you'll hear about the exciting impact Involve is having and will continue to have in Saskatchewan. I'm standing in a very busy room with Rhonda Rosenberg, the executive director of EMCOS, and Paul Shingra with SAS Culture. Hello to both of you. Finally, we get to meet face-to-face, and we're talking about Involve. So, Rhonda, I'll bring you up first and tell me what it is you want to say about it. So when we piloted um, Involve in Regina with SAS Culture and Regina Open Door Society, the intention always was that this was something that we wanted to roll out across the province. And um, and so we, with, with the Saskatchewan Association for Immigrant Settlement Int- Integration Agencies, we put it out to other settlement organizations to say, do you want to do this? Like, is this something you'd like to do? We can help. And they pretty much said, we're really busy. We don't have a lot of capacity right now to just take this on. And so we thought, okay, let's step it back a little bit and think about how we can help support their capacity so that they can offer Involve to to newcomers, to Indigenous people, to established Canadians who have not been involved in volunteering in a leadership capacity before. And... One of the ways that we did that was we worked with the Southeast Newcomer Services and contracted with Heather Rittenberg to to facilitate Involve in Weyburn, and they were able to work with about 14 um, new volunteers and, and go through the Involve training, a little bit of a compressed version of the Involve training. And we were then able, through our Canada 150 project on welcoming inclusive communities 
which has a focus on facilitator training to train 25 new um, facilitators for Involve, and they really came from across the province. Hmm. So we have we have people from about, well, without looking at the paper, I would say probably at least eight different communities who have gone through Involve training. And we know that both Saskatoon Open Door Society and a partnership of groups in Yorkton are in the in the midst of planning to actually offer Involve in the near future. Talk to me, Weyburn's come up a couple of times. Talk to me about where they're at. So Involve was offered there, and I know both Paul and I have been talking to Southeast New... Southeast Newcomer Services serves the southeast corner of the province and both of the cities of Weyburn and Estevan. And I know that they have been talking about doing Involve in Estevan, now that they've done it in Weyburn, and they've had some staff changes. And so I think right now it's not right in the plans, but I know that there are there is intention around offering it at some point. Paul, what do you want to say about um, SAS Culture's involvement right now? Well, we're trying to help the organizations move forward with uh, rolling this out across the province. Uh, part of what I think we've realized is that there needs to be a second element where we're working with the organizations that these newly trained volunteers can move into. Yeah. And so there's almost a dual role that we haven't quite got. I think Lisa Washington in uh, Yorkton has realized that and she's actually started that working with the voluntary organizations to get them ready to be accepting. And so we've got to do that part uh, as well. And we actually, in working with Lisa, because Lisa did not just the involved training, but our intercultural facilitator training last February here in Saskatoon, that she used elements from the, <clears throat> excuse me, the modules that we created for the intercultural facilitator training that we offer as education broadly across the province, that we're going to be able to just kind of pick things from those modules to create the orientation for the for the welcoming organizations bringing in the new volunteers. And so another element that we're just embarking on is one of our staff people, Domingo Robinson, is looking at using this uh, involved uh, program with Indigenous youth and older people as well, but training them in ways that they can work on cultural organizations as well, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous. So we're just embarking on that, and I think the the dual role of uh, training volunteers as well as uh, helping organizations be ready for accepting these volunteers is something we're doing right right from the beginning. So so Youth Involved in Regina is a new program that Regina Open Door Society was able to contract with us to design and deliver uh, a program for teens. And we're doing it in the context, this is really exciting to me, we're doing it in the context of the Youth Bridges program, which is a program that brings together Indigenous teenagers with newcomer teenagers. And so right now they are involved in, in the Youth Involved training and there are a few components to it. One is that they're learning about nonprofits in Saskatchewan. They're learning about volunteering. They're learning about leadership. They're learning about project management. And then in small intercultural teams, they're going to be developing their own projects. And we have little bits of money so that they'll be able to implement those projects. The whole thing is happening between January and March this winter. And so it's not it's an intense program. But I'm really excited about it because um, it is, it's really looking to the future and really helping young people build intercultural skills, build volunteering skills, understand that they have a role as leaders in their communities now and in the future. It takes a lot of work to get these things off the ground. I realize that, and there's all the nuts and bolts of the business side of things. But personally, what has this, how has this affected you to know that you're able to bring the community together in this unique way? This is really about integration. This is what real integration of people into their communities looks like. And so what it means is that when we have... um, diverse people making decisions in many kinds of organizations that um, it means that those organizations are going to serve 
more people way better than they're doing right now. They're going to serve everybody in their communities. It means that the kinds of discussions and decisions that are made around those board tables or committee tables are going to be richer for the diverse cultural perspectives that people are bringing to to the table. Um, And and that... um, the ways that the it, it really enhances accessibility and it, it enhances what people what different people want to see offered and so I'm really looking forward to see how how this actually has a, a long-term impact on um, on our communities and on, on that sense of welcoming and inclusive communities, that sense of belonging. One of the Regina Open Door Society's youth workers, actually two of the of the of Rod's youth youth staff people now, were part of that very first pilot project that participated in Involve. So. What they had to offer was really recognized by Rods, and so they hired them. And one of them, like I'm thinking about about Roberto, who in the Philippines where he's from had started his own nonprofit organization, and, and it's really evident that he had a desire to serve the community, a lot of leadership skills, a lot of education and training, and so that capacity has just rolled into the position that he's in now with Rod. So it's not a volunteer position, but he's really able to have an impact on a lot of people. Paul, it's one thing to have the meetings and the discussions and the theory behind it all, but it must feel very gratifying to see the work in action. Exactly, yeah. And the collaboration that's happened, I mean, I think when when I started out, I know I had a, an idea of, well, we could do this, 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 and this, and I could have gone out and just kind of done it, but it wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been organic. It wouldn't have been collaborative, and I guess it, it to me, it feels uh, much more successful. It's taken longer, uh, but mm. it, it's gotten there in the end, I think, with working with MKIS, working with Rods, and now working with more partners uh, and being in a supportive role as opposed to a d- directive role. So that's uh, it's happening finally. So is the next challenge to get this into more communities yeah. within the province? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and it's coming. It's just a little bit slower. I'm hoping we're going to do some meetings uh, with some of the district sport, culture, recreation districts over this uh, the springtime, and I'm hoping to kind of push the idea of involve even more with them, and hopefully they'll be part of the implementation in their particular districts. Well, use this episode as a selling point if anybody wants to hear. Great. I'm glad we got a chance to talk in the middle of all this. Thanks so much to both of you. Thanks, Kevin. I'm with Christine Vandermeer, who's the Education Coordinator at the Multicultural Council of Saskatchewan, affectionately known as EMCOS. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good to be meeting you in mm. person in Saskatoon. You're here on another event mm. through EMCOS, but um, I wanted to talk to you about the Involve program. Now, the the initial beginnings of it I'm familiar with. It began in 2015. It was an initiative between MCOS, Regina Open Door Society, and mm. SAS Culture. Mm-hmm. And we should not overlook the fact that it's dollars from the Saskatchewan mm-hmm. Lottery's Trust Fund for mm-hmm. Sport, Culture, and Recreation mm-hmm. that makes all these wheels turn. Um, and so the Open Door Society really was the impetus to beginning to begin this program. Is that right? They were sort of the launching pad. Yes, absolutely. It's any, any education program um, you can plan it you can absolutely every little bit of it you can set it out on paper and even the best um, and the most experienced educational uh, coordinators or programmers or teachers uh, people with a lot of knowledge um, you do not know how it's going to go until you start it so um, Regina Open Door Society was very good to pilot the program and uh, right off the bat, had so much success with it. The facilitator training mm. program to make this happen, when mm. did that, which came first? Uh, the facilitator program um, is a little bit of a separate, so involved did come first. Well, okay. they were twins, basically. Right, and, right. Uh, they're growing up the way twins do, right. separately uh, and together. Now, the Open Door Society, obviously being in Regina, mm. they're dealing with a big community. And since mm. the focus mm-hmm. of this program initially mm. was 
uh, and is newcomers, although it has expanded to yes. First Nations communities. In, in our field, we kind of talk about the settlement agencies, so they would be the ones who have the first contact with the newcomers when they arrive, and, and they help them through all those difficult things, whether they be refugees or immigrants or here for any other reason, they everybody needs a point to begin. And so Open Door Society and other settlement agencies right throughout Saskatchewan, they are they just a beacon. They are so wonderful at helping people. And then the next step would be integration. Um, and that is also um, so other organizations become involved and people with other skills and competencies as well. Right. Now, what happens with the Involve program, initially, you'll see it's um, INVOLVE is an acronym and INVOLVE stands for integrating newcomers with volunteer opportunities to add right. leadership value. Right. But now we've changed it just simply to integrating new volunteers okay. um, because the, it's, it's the leadership in volunteering, yes. right? And the skills that people can learn once they have that confidence of learning how a board works, how a nonprofit works, how they can actually help to shape the community. Right. Which, um, you know, there's many ways to do that. You can, you know, sign a petition on Facebook. You can um, start a, a protest march. You can, but... Isn't it a wonderful thing if you can become involved in a nonprofit and you can actually, through being on the governance part of the board, you can actually really on the ground level yeah. help to um, yeah. shape communities. And a, a, a tremendous sense of satisfaction knowing that you're just not existing on the peripheral end of the, of the community, but actually... Yes an yes. integral part of it. Yes. And if you look at it that way, Regina Open Door Society, of course, they're a nonprofit that is yeah. helping people. And those people that have been helped, in turn, went to help. Right. You have no idea. If, if I'm sure Maybe you do, sorry. Generally, people, um, what I constantly am astounded and amazed by is how much newcomers want to give back, give back, mm. be part of and of helping the community, right? Mm. And at the same measure then, um, if you think about volunteering in, in what I just talked about in that organized manner as nonprofits or whatever way um, that takes shape, these are new constructs. They are only needed in Canada and here in Saskatchewan on the prairies because mm. of the history and the heritage of colonialism, right? Right. Before that, it was just not needed. Right. Because it was just simply absolutely part of indigenous way of living. Yes. And older cultures as well, of course, of just the community helps each other. Everybody does things together, yeah. right? There was no need for... Uh, open door society. Right. So the indigenous back. community must yes. add, add a great voice to this because it's so much part of their culture. Just yeah? part of yeah. 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 And, and and that is absolutely the lens that we look at the program. Right. The lens that we look through is the the inheritance of that culture that that needs that wish yeah. to um, help others to not just helping. You know what? We had a we had a session the other night. Our first youth involved session. Yes, which I'm yes, anxious to talk about. Yes, it's so yes. exciting. And so, um, youth involved as uh, part of Youth Bridges. And so, our goal with that is to bring the newcomer kids and the indigenous kids together and um, mainstream European backgrounds, Canadian kids as well. So, we're looking at youth for youth involved, thirteen to eighteen. So our first session the other night, mm. we had all these kids sitting in the room, and so we're talking about volunteering. And you know, initially I was like, "Oh, no child is going to want to do this, uh -huh. right?" Like uh -huh. at that age, they want to, yeah. you know, Give me when my they, Nintendo. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But not these kids. And yeah. then if they want to learn something, they want to learn how how they're going to make money so they can buy their first car. You yeah. know, that's the goal. Of, Where are they all from? Where are oh my goodness, these kids are from Syria. They are from Afghanistan. They are from Somalia, Eritrea. And then our kids, um, that we, because we're partnering with the North Central Family Center. Right, right. So it's North Central Re Which is Regina. Which such a wonderful district. And, yes, you know, yes. Culturally diverse yeah, and yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, and one of the kids, when we were talking about um, charity, she said, well, I got a food bank and I helped 
and um and and then it was just such an incredibly poignant moment and most of us definitely were struck and had to you know that teary kind of moment that yeah, you sometimes get yeah. um she she said because to receive charity is a horrible experience yeah. if you're in need yeah. and somebody has to give you food has Absolutely. to dish up and she said when i go to the kitchen um the the kitchen that they have food kitchen where people can go for meals it's my goal to make sure that people don't feel that i'm helping them that yeah. i'm there just as a friend yeah. and this kid is like 13 14 years old yeah. right um, yeah which gives him a great sense of dignity yes is, yeah yeah and, Wow. And so how did SAS culture get involved with this? Oh, SAS culture, they were part of it right from the very beginning. It was part of, um, actually before my time, but mm -hmm. part of, they were part of the dreaming part of it still. Right. Was it, uh, was the Canada 150 part of the impetus? That um, helped with some of the funding. Right. Active, yeah. Right. So Canada 150 also helps with our facilitator, the funding that we got from that. Yeah. With the facilitator training, our programs, uh, we want to build uh, capacity. Right. It's one thing if we do a program, but if we can teach other people to do the programs or just help them because most people are so skilled already. Yeah. So just give them the tools and they can go out to whichever community they're from and they can go and do and teach others. And yes, because others. Regina is one yeah. thing. It's yeah. a major center. But yeah. what about all the, I mean, the, mm -hmm. the goal would be mm -hmm. to have as many small communities in yeah. the province have this happening. But, but uh, I, Weyburn yeah. has sort of been somewhat established. Yes. But, but a, lot of, um, a lot of people are taking the training or beginning to mm -hmm. take the facilitator training. Mm -hmm. But it's still a long-term goal to integrate this into their own communities. Absolutely. And it's already happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so uh, do you, does MCOS then play a huge part in helping them get started through the helping, training program? We help them with the training. Right. We are there constantly as a resource for them. Um, we help them as well to, um, well, um, part of what we have is a community of practice. So everybody that we train um, also um, they have the opportunity and the need also to be in contact with each other because they're far apart, small communities. Yeah. Um, it's good to touch base with others who are going through the same thing and saying, well, you know, we encountered this while we were here doing this program. Did anybody else have that? Oh, or something really awesome happened. I want to share right. that with right. somebody who shares my passion, right? Right. I wonder if it's the opportunity to connect the communities um, via internet or something using technology yes. so that yes. there can be some... Yeah. Is that one it's, of the goals? That's one of the topics we're going oh, is to right discuss tonight, tonight oh, yeah. here in yeah. our community of practice meeting. Yes, Right, yeah, it makes yeah. the world smaller. Yeah. Um, so, so back to the youth program, mm -hmm. you sent me a schedule and there's a mm -hmm. huge number of of uh, events happening yes. starting fe February 2nd, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it started already. We had the first session January 19th, January 19th, uh -huh. I believe. Next one is February 2nd. It's a tremendous commitment from the kids. Yeah. And I, I call them kids. I apologize. They are youth. Yeah. They're young, sure. young, very wonderful people. Um, they committed to 10 sessions. Uh -huh. um, and... Um, two and a half hours each they have to do homework at some point in the program they we will divide them into little groups and very deliberately and specifically little groups that have newcomers that have indigenous kids so that they not only get to fulfill their dreams of helping somebody but also get to know each other Right. And understand each other's cultures a little bit. So they get to form the groups and every little group gets a little bit of money and then they form their nonprofit and they have to decide what is their project going to be. They get to do their projects. So part of our first session is we ask the kids to, um, write down at the end of the session after we explain things mm -hmm. a little bit, not mm -hmm. a whole lot because these are smart kids already, mm -hmm. um, to write down as individuals, uh, what they would like to do and what they would dream of as volunteering projects. And then they wrote it down on little sticky notes, and mm -hmm. we had a little Christmas, it's not quite a Christmas tree, but a tree in the middle, a real mm -hmm. actual tree that we mm -hmm. can move around. And then each um, youth could 
go and hang their sticky note on the trees. So it's a literal volunteer tree. And if I can read you some of what they wrote down. Helping with home care. Uh Um, Volunteer with elementary kids. Show them that they are able to change the world at their age. Make gift baskets for homeless people. Um, Do a fundraise for poor families. Um, help make food for patients in hospital. There are others that say, I want to help people with PTSD. Wow. I want to help people with cancer. And there's one, I think there's two that say, I want to help cats and dogs. Wow. <laughs> so wow. They really are interested in the entire spectrum of their community. But being newcomers, how do they know how about they these know needs in the community? Um, I think part of it is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Cyberspace, right? Right. Kids, kids are smart, and if they mm-hmm. don't have their own devices, they um, something like Regina Open Door Society gives them the opportunity to get online. So does North Central Family Center, and they also access the library in in Regina. We've got wonderful library services as well. So right. So will there be ultimately two programs in the community be involved and then the youth involved? Yes, uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And is there a crossover at any point? Yes, absolutely. So um, we started already. Some of the adult um, uh, graduates from the adult involved program are volunteering to help the kids in the youth program. Are some of them parents of the youth? Uh, they're not even parents. Wow. They're just different people wow. who have, you know, and wow. once they've um, graduated from adult involved, then they want to start doing the things. Part of it is, of course, they will also have their budget that they will have to manage, right? So we're teaching them a little bit about uh-huh. budgeting as well. Uh, or they they teaching themselves to a large So they're given their own budget? They're given a budget. Wow. Wow, that's great. So many skills that I think, I hope they'll just, um, to somehow just, I, I, I just see them just developing into these very skilled And people. a tremendous sense of self-esteem. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you continue to get support from SAS Culture? Yes. Oh, very yeah. much. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't, the program wouldn't exist without them, right? Right. Yeah, that's great. It's so good to talk with you. Thank you for telling me a little bit about your part in this. Thanks, Christine. I Christy. appreciate those words. Oh, Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. you. Gatachu, thank you for joining me all the way in from Regina and... We're speaking via the telephone, and um, I wanted to talk to you because I know that you have played an integral part um, of the uh, launch of the Involve program that yeah. that MCOS um, offered. Is this something that do you work with them quite often? Well, uh, this was I can I, I think this was actually. Uh, a discussion uh, myself and Rhonda Rosenberg, who is a multicultural Saskatchewan Multicultural Council, yes. were having for a long time, but we didn't have the budget or the the time to do because we always knew that there there needs to be some kind of a leadership program yes. that connects newcomers to, to with the community through uh, up, um, opportunities like um, volunteering opportunities and then also giving some kind of uh, um, education to newcomers about volunteerism. What does it mean? What's the benefit of volunteering? How does it help uh, um, newcomers? And um, all those kind of things that we need. So eventually we got together and um, we start designing the program and we all contributed funding and we also get support from SAS Culture for, for yes. that. And then we started the project together. So And we were the first site. How did you have the sense that the newcomers would really um, take to this concept? And because, I mean, I would think that coming to a new province, coming to a mm-hmm. new city, just just to 
to learn to exist within that city is a is a huge task and the Regina Open Door Society of which you are um which you are affiliated uh has a plays a huge role in Regina mm-hmm. in helping newcomers settle um mm-hmm. but this seems to me to be an idea the involve initiative which really brings newcomers into the community in very specific ways mm-hmm. So yeah, we we target we target newcomers usually the, um, who have a little bit higher language level, um, and then at the same time also we target newcomers who have been in the community for a year, so they already have settled, uh-huh. and then they they are looking for opportunities to belong and to contribute. We feel that one two year mark and one year mark is that time where they feel they have settled with their settlement issue, and now they are looking for opportunities. So with that initial program that you, uh, when you first began, which it was in 2015, was the first mm-hmm. one you had. Yeah, yeah. We 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 have a network of uh, service providers, like nonprofit organizations that are, that are always looking for for volunteers. Right. Um, like, um, for example, um, uh, um, like for example, we have food bank, Habitat for Humanity, um, and other organizations. Uh, that are looking for volunteers. So we work with, with, with these organizations and, um, to, provide, um, to provide us with volunteering opportunity for these newcomers. So when we, when, when we start to do that, then, then some of the newcomers who have gone through the program already learned about the services and they, they volunteer and then they, 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 they feel the sense of giving back to the community. But at the same time also they benefit because it's kind of a, became a work experience. It, it became for them to be able to establish connection with the community members, have a network, and then at the same time also, some of them, even when they got a job, they used that, that opportunity as reference. So for, the, for both sides of the community, there was, uh, there was a benefit. And this is um, also an opportunity for the members of these uh, nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. such as Habitat, for humanity or the food bank to mm-hmm. interact with the newcomers in a way that they might otherwise not have the opportunity to do. Ab- absolutely, like uh, for example, um, we we did this we we did this the, during the Syrian operation when we have large number of Syrian operation we did that with one of the organizations, um, and then during the break. Uh, non-Canadian volunteers and uh, our volunteers who are mostly Syrians, they started to talk about uh, uh, different issues. And then, then the one one person who told me who was there was he was saying he didn't understand why the, why people were coming here, the Syrians were coming here. But from that conversation, he un, he appreciated and understood he 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 why why it's happening and the urgency and the need for. Um, settling people here, so some, so there is learning happening there, interaction happening there, and then um, so there is a lot of benefits uh, that that both of them, the volunteers, the organizations, and the newcomers would have from this interaction. And I would also think for some of the newcomers that are interacting with newcomers that have not mm-hmm. quite been there a year that are almost ready to qualify for this program sir mm-hmm. they they're they have they're inspired i should think by the people who have gone through this program absolutely when when we like for example we are going to start a new program in february so we have about 20 something people already registered so what we do during uh, this is we bring past participants uh-huh. Uh, to talk to talk to them about what their experience has been, we we, we right now we have twenty uh, twenty participants. Right, and but between two thousand and fifteen until now, how how many sessions have you held? I know you've got some coming up in February, March. We have five, like this year alone. We we had we had this is our second session for two thousand seventeen. Okay. Uh, in 2016, we had about two of them. In 2015, we had about two. So we have. We, uh, this is our sixth session, I think. Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app 
or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcast. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Right. And now there's also a new component to this, and yes. you'll be you'll be again uh, the the flagship for launching the uh, youth involved initiative. Yes, yes. Uh, so I mean um, that's another another exciting opportunity. So our first involve uh, our youth involved, we felt that maybe we we had for a long time we had what we call the bridges program. Uh-huh. The Bridges program brings Aboriginal youth and newcomer youth together. Right. Um, and we work with North Central Community, North Central Family Services and Aboriginal Friendship Centers to do this. And Multicultural Council, of course, Saskatchewan Multicultural Council being part of that and uh, spearheading. So this now, now we are doing the involve, but our, our first involve will involve newcomers and Aboriginal um, newcomers, uh, uh, sorry, uh, newcomers and Aboriginal uh, youth to mm-hmm. be in the same group together, and and this is our involved project uh, uh, for youth that we are planning to have. It's already started. I've heard the region of North Central um, in Regina uh, mm-hmm. mentioned and spoken about quite often. Uh, you'll be a great person to ask about this because you're the Regina Open Door Society probably works mm-hmm. a great deal with that specific neighborhood. What is it about that specific neighborhood where there seems to be um, an obvious uh, connection between what's happening, the demographic in that neighborhood, and and the the resources that the Regina Open Door Society provide, I think I think there is by both North Central uh, Family Organization and then Roars and Multicultural Council, there is a desire to create to create um, to create um, a program that brings uh, both newcomer and Regional youth together so that there is a common understanding, they understanding their situation, uh, newcomers learning from the Aboriginal youth, the Aboriginal people understanding the newcomers and then learning from them so that we we, we can create um, um, that kind of relationship. So it, it, I, do, I don't think it's more more of the area. I think it's more of the organization's desire to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I, um, that's my view anyway. Right. Um, yes, um, most of the youth live uh, coming to uh, Aboriginal youth coming from um, to the program live in North Central area, but uh, for new, the newcomers, that's not necessarily the case. Some of them do live in North Central, but others live in different areas. Is it a challenge? Are you finding it a challenge to solicit participation from non-profit organizations? I mean, there's, I think, there's so I, many. I think. Th- because of the the relationship that, that these agencies have, and then the great work that the workers do, I think we don't have any challenge the mm-hmm. getting the participants. We are we have to support them with transportation, some needs, but I don't think yeah. And do you have the opportunity to be interacting with other communities in the province that you feel might benefit from this kind of initiative in their own communities? I we like for example the adult involved as soon as Rhodes was uh, the the pilot uh, Rhodes project uh, Rhodes was uh, the test uh, agency for doing the after we developed the curriculum Rhodes was the first one to deliver mm-hmm. after that we went to uh, to all over the province multicultural council and Asia which is the the umbrella organizations uh, the settlement umbrella organization uh, it's an umbrella organization for the settlement agencies went across the province and then they started implementing involved in different centers like right. uh, Weyburn. Uh, so Weyburn, um, mm-hmm. I know I, I don't know if it, Esteban is doing it but there are some centers that are Prince Albert is doing some 
some sort of work as well. So we they did the train the trainer. Um, so there is a lot of work that went into it to to promote to get the program started in other areas. We are also think. I mean, um, we, I would I would also not be surprised if we do the same thing with uh, uh, with the uh, with the uh, involved use. I'm sure. Yes. Um... Do you have a rough estimate of how many newcomers are coming into Regina on a yearly basis? Oh, Regina. I, they say, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is an estimate, all newcomers probably about 6,000. They say mm-hmm. roughly it's 30% um, Regina and Saskatoon, and then the remaining is rural, which is, uh, which is very, very exciting. The people that you've encountered who have gone through the involved program, the newcomers, where, where are they originally from? Do you from, find? Oh, very, a very mixed group. Some are refugees coming from Ethiopia, Eritrea, and some are, um, um, um Saskatchewan, uh, those who arrive under the Saskatchewan nominee program. We have Pakistan, India, um, Bangladesh. Um, we, we have also other immigrants that arrived uh, from Africa, Nigeria, and it's, it's a very, very mixed group. Where are you from originally? I'm from Ethiopia, actually. And how long have you been in Regina? In Regina, 30, 32 years. Ah, can you remember 30 years ago what it was like to show up in such a vastly yeah, different yeah right, right now i mean we have a lot of settlement services uh, the public is aware about uh, the needs of newcomers so it's, it's a little bit different environment than 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 when i came first it, it we we didn't have a lot of people uh, newcomers so it was it was shock for me uh, at the time yeah there were open door was was around but i mean right now we have a lot of other service providers yeah i can i i i've can't imagine what it must be like to relocate to a such a completely different country and culture. What it must be sometimes a bit frightening to figure out how it, you'll it, become. It, it, it is. It is definitely is. It, yeah. is. it is. You need support. You need. You need a lot of support from the community, um, and you. You need a lot of services. When I came in, for example, the language classes were 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 very limited and and there was no employment services at at the time of my arrival until it it started two years after um you mentioned that sas culture has partnered um with this and and uh we're so grateful to have sas culture in the province they touch so many organizations do you have the opportunity to interact directly with them through the involved program uh, absolutely we were at the table they 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 really asked us Paul and uh, Dean. They really sat down with us. They they asked us about what we what we needed, and um, they they really tried to accommodate the needs. And and we we were at the planning table from the beginning to an end. Even though they funded it, they they really sought our um, input as to how this would work, and of that of other service providers as well. And of course, none of that funding would be happening were it not for the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sport, Culture, ab- and Recreation. Ab- 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 absolutely, we we appreciate those who buy lottery, and and I buy myself, so it wouldn't happen. But believe me or not, though, it um, really supports a lot of um, newcomers, but and and the community. So uh, very important. Even if you don't win the lottery, you've won in a way because you're you're. Purchasing of the tickets has contributed to providing funding for these opportunities. Absolutely, yes. Right. Well, I appreciate hearing how uh, how your um, you've come to be involved in this. Do you plan on? I know that February, March, you have sessions coming up. But is it how many sessions do you plan on holding throughout the year? Will this be a monthly thing? We are going to. Ex- I'm thinking right now. I still have to talk to my director, but I think we are going to. Ex- and um, involved um, in the last few years, we we held due to staffing, we we held to one or two sessions. But now I think newcomers are asking for it. It's something that we need to continue providing. So maybe every quarter, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. 
That's wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to me. I know you've got to rush off to a meeting. In a, in a few no, no, thank you very much for the opportunity. And I, I hope that all goes well with the uh, Youth Involved program when that yeah, launches. We'll, we'll invite you uh, yes. one, one time when, when, when maybe you will talk to the participants. Let me know whenever you are available. I would, I would love to do that. Thanks so okay. much. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, she kept her promise. She said she just might come back again. And here she is, face to face. It's Lisa Washington. The uh, This happened faster than I had anticipated. I know, Holy. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I know that what I'm talking to you about is something that's very much in its infancy, um, the Involved mm-hmm. Program yes. with York. And in fact, nothing is even yet established. Um, but you took the facilitator training. Yes. So you heard about this and what was the impetus for you to take it? You felt there was a need, obviously. Mm-hmm. There, There is a need because we do have a newcomer welcome center. Yeah. And we have highly educated newcomers coming into Yorkton. And I'd love to see them in at different levels of governance, different uh, responsible Positions for volunteering, not just ticket takers yes. at an event or selling 50-50s. Right. And unfortunately, well, those those positions are necessary, but it seems to be a default. Oh, that's where people can go to mm-hmm. volunteer. Mm-hmm. When in fact, if we have somebody who has the background as a lawyer or an educator of some sort, I'd rather harness that expertise in a different way. Right. Were you the only person in Yorkton that took that training program? No, actually, there were two other people uh, from Parkland Valley Sport Culture Recreation uh-huh. District, two community right. consultants. I got excited about this Involve program because I've also been uh, speaking to nonprofits, CBOs, that are saying, we want to resign. Some of the founders are still on oh. the board, but nobody's coming forward. We can't find volunteers. And so I thought, well, isn't this an opportunity? for people that are new to the community to fill a void. The other piece of that, though, is we can certainly educate the newcomers with the Involve program. At the same time, the people in those boards, whether it's the Arts Council, the museum, the film festival, uh, Godfrey Dean Art Gallery, um, I'm just speaking of the cultural ones that come off the top of my head right right now, Yes, because you wouldn't go it alone, right? I mean, the the purpose of the Involved program is to get um, organizations within the community to be involved. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And those are the ones that seem to be most receptive. Right. Wanting that newcomer perspective. Yeah. Because they're, they're, I think, looking more outward, whereas some of the sport organizations are very much focused inside on the game or games that are happening. Yes right now sort of thing. Yes. So there are training programs through MCUS for intercultural facilitation mm-hmm. that those organizations will have the opportunity to participate in, kind of wrap their heads around what does it mean to have a multicultural perspective? How can we change the way we do business so it makes sense to not only a new board member, yeah. but a newcomer? Yeah, because truly, in some of these organizations where they have been doing the same thing at the board meetings for twenty years, yes. they some don't even have, operate with an agenda because they don't have to. Right, right. Yeah. That's the advantage of new people is that you sort of shake shake things up, right? shake things up, yeah, and, yeah. And, and take a look at what is going on, what needs to change in order to be to remain relevant. Right. Is the other piece, yeah. Right. Now, we just did a podcast um, about the uh, the Mural Mosaic program. Even yes. though that wasn't part of the, the this Involved program, mm-hmm. it was, in fact, an opportunity to bring a lot of newcomers into the community together, yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've had such tremendous feedback with people saying, I might not be here in five years, but a piece of me is. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of it, right? Yeah. Right. So your long-range plan, within you, you would hope to get this established within like a three-year plan, a five-year plan? I think so, a three-year. Yeah. A three-year. Uh, once the Newcomer Welcome Center gets uh, their feet under them mm-hmm. and can actually start looking, uh, maybe paying a bit more attention to not just getting going, but where else can they expand to? Right. And for Involve, I think they would also have 
some ideas of which newcomers or which newcomer family members might be interested and do some shoulder tapping. Right. So then we can get a group of going for involve and then in tandem also run some other workshops for some of the CBOs. Right, right. And then almost do sort of like a, a, a fair, like an edu- not an education fair, like a career fair. Yeah, yeah, sure. But an, a volunteer fair. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your work cut out for you. I do. Now, um, MCOS is benefiting greatly from the assistance from SAS Culture. Are they involved with the city of Yorkton um, in any capacity right now around this? Are they are they being of assistance other than funding, of course? Uh, Paul Jingra is a great resource person. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Right. And uh, they're, again, pointing me in the direction of any other supports I need. Same with um, Dennis Garrick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just uh, two real go-getters. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and Dennis is from Yorkton. Well, he worked in Yorkton at one oh, point. Oh, that's, right. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of right. knows what I'm working in. Right. Yeah. right. So it's that's... great to have that piece too. Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's make a deal. Let's bring you back for the fourth <laughs> time, but it'll be three years from now, and we'll check in to see how things have uh, become. Right. You, you, you have a very, very important title in, in this Askapes podcast series. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> no one three times. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Hey, thanks for listening. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. Sascapes can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, the Sascapes app for Android devices, and all of the other major podcasting apps. Stop by and say hi to us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sascapes. I'd really appreciate it if you stop by iTunes and give us a review or star rating. That boosts the podcast series in the rankings and more people get to hear your stories. Now, if you know an individual, a group, a town that has a story to tell, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me and I'll let you know what's involved in sponsoring your own episode of Sascapes. There's no shortage of stories to be told here under the land of the living skies. So until next time... 